0: The Reformation, a a movement to remake the Western church, 15th, 16th century, it took as its hallmark this phrase, the priesthood of all believers. It's kind of the tagline of the Reformation. They didn't mean that every individual in the church was an ordained priest, but rather that all orders of the church Bishops, priests, deacons, members of the laity were called upon to serve in the priestly work of offering up the world to God for a blessing. They said you didn't need to be an ordained priest to participate in the offering up of the world for a blessing. The ordained did not have, they said, a stranglehold on this work of lifting up Now, some reformers would go on to more extreme positions, doing away with the sacramental life altogether, any church-specific offering up, ritualistic, or insisting that every individual be privileged to orchestrate sacramental blessing. The Via Media legacy left the Church of England, however, with a both and proposition. Both the church would continue to ordain bishops, priests, and deacons, and the church would not forsake the teaching that placed the priestly function of lifting up for blessing squarely in the center of the whole community's identity as Levitical priests of the Old Testament would bless people, things, and places by offering them to God. So New Testament Christian communities, in the example of Christ, their great high priest, for more on this, see the whole book of Hebrews... They they would see after the example of Christ this role of the community as mediators of the grace and love won by Christ's sacrifice. In a very real sense, it is our lives, yours and mine, through which the blessing of God in Christ comes into the world. We mark our space and time as sacred or holy by lifting up the world to God and offering our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Now these readings we've had over the last several weeks, in fact, during every Easter season from the book of 1 Peter, have been about just this matter, calling the individual toward the priestly, the communal priestly vocation of lifting up. There's a couple of verses in there, not not read specifically today or in this season, this particular season, but right in the midst of these passages where the writer of 1 Peter says, do not return evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you have been called that you may obtain a blessing. In other words, do not Be bent on getting the last word or the loudest word or the correct word. Do not even seek to get even. Do not exhibit a bent to execute justice on your own terms, in your own name. Instead, encourage, lift up, bless. This is at the heart of who we are as Christians. It's what you and I are called to be for the life of the world. Been trying to think of examples where possibly you have been lifted up or we have been lifted up just in the course of your lifetime in a way that encouraged you and in some sense was teaching you how to lift up others. Do you have an example in your own mind? You know, families, Families are supposed to do this. They're supposed to love you and lift you up and encourage you, but because they're supposed to, precisely because they're supposed to, they're rarely getting credit for that. You can remember, for example, maybe when you wrote your first poem or wrote your first song, and and you were glad when your parents liked it, but what else could they say? (laughs) And then there's Uncle Wilbert For the longest time, I actually thought he was an uncle. But then then I got old enough. I I went to enough family reunions. I started to sort the family tree in my mind's eye, and I realized, no, he's just beyond the bloodline. Still, he treated me like I was his own. He took me fishing. I sat on his knee when he played the piano and the organ. He baked a birthday cake for me. Uncle Wilbert didn't have to care about me. He wasn't family, but he chose to encourage me, to lift me up, and to bless me. You know, it's the Uncle Wilberts of the world who teach you and me about this priestly calling to offer and bless Robert Capon, God rest his soul, Episcopal priest, bread baker, Greek scholar, food critic for the New York Times. He recognized in his book an offering of uncles the pragmatic need that every preteen has to learn of this offering from the extended family. He writes, accordingly, Every 10 year old should be provided, perhaps even at government expense, every preteen should be provided with a deluxe set of uncles for oblation, a a 210 pound water skier for a start, a 140 pound model locomotive builder to go with him, and if available, a poetry reader, a crane operator, an amateur violinist, and a judge of good whiskey, and above all, an uncle who can tell jokes which will grow hairier as the boy grows taller. Do you see this? You are offered up, and so learn to offer up others. Everyone needs an encouraging English professor from whom they learn the art of rhetoric and the art of encouragement. Everyone needs an Uncle Wilbert. They bless you. They make your world new and dare you to bless. And it's in this fashion that the disciple of Christ, having learned of offering from the Supreme Master, the one who gives his life, who offers his life for us, we learn how to lift up the world to God. When you feed a hungry person, the hungry around the world are lifted up to God for a blessing. When you care for a neighbor's child, the children of the world are lifted to God for a blessing. When you recycle aluminum cans or protest the location of a toxic waste processing plant on a healthy water source, you lift up the environment, God's creation, to God for a blessing when you pray for a family member or a friend or a stranger that has not yet come within the saving embrace of Jesus, you're lifting up every broken and separated person to him for a blessing. And then, of course, there's the sick and the dead. When you lift up and pray for those who are sick, the dying, those who have died, you lift up all the suffering and all of the dead to God for his blessing. When we make Eucharist here, you offer the first fruits of your labors, when you offer them to God for a blessing, indeed by that offering, by that act of labor, all the labor of your life and support is hallowed by God. For, for these eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Yours is to live as responsible heirs to the title, a kingdom of priests. By the love of Christ lived and proclaimed in your life today, the world will be blessed. When we we present children for baptism, God is both blessed by the offering and we are blessed in the offering. The Eucharist that we make together, the supreme offering to God, it finds you, me, this place, this gathering, and by those, all the people of this city blessed and consecrated to God. It's the work, did you come to worship God? Did you come to get something out of church? No, you came because there's work to do and the work you had to do today was to offer the world to God for blessing. It's the work from which every other work of the church derives its meaning. Do not return evil for evil, or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you have been called, that you may obtain a blessing. Peace.